Asher's arms ached. He'd made little progress towards shore, it's true, but he still lived. And for that, he was grateful. By his best estimation, it had been nearly two hours since he'd been pushed over the railing of the Thuvian eel, and he prayed that Caldera would send a boat his way soon. Asher had never been a particularly strong man, and he knew he didn't have long before his muscles would no longer oblige his graceless attempts at swimming. The inner sea felt impossibly large, and Asher Halich felt very, very small. Hello there, young man! An impossibly cheery voice shocked Asher out of his daydreaming. You're out awful far from land. Come aboard. Dry off. You look truly exhausted. Stunned into silence, Asher nodded his appreciation. He climbed with agonizing slowness up a ladder along the side of the small vessel and barely crested the top before he promptly collapsed onto the deck, unconscious. A slimy wet material flopped against Asher's face, stirring him. The sun was nearly set and Asher opened his eyes to confirm that, yes, the fish was indeed slapping him back to reality with its tail. Despite himself, Asher laughed. Good, you're awake. We'd best get to shelter. I dare say a storm will be here before long. The friendly voice called out from behind Asher. Asher looked at the clear sky. I thank you for your kindness in saving me, and I mean no disrespect, but... What makes you so sure we'll have inclement weather, Mr... A hand stretched out to help Asher to his feet. He accepted the hand and stood, looking down at a small gnome, maybe? The male humanoid couldn't have been four feet tall and seemed to be twice Asher's age at least. The name's Doppler. Pleased to meet you. Lightning flashed in the sky and Doppler inclined his head towards the flash, winking up at the taller, younger man. I have a knack for these sorts of things, but we mustn't tarry. You're soaked enough as it is. With surprising alacrity, the gnomish man gathered his net of fish and leapt off the side of the boat. Asher chuckled, straightened his hand on his head, and grabbed his belongings. As the rain began to fall, he stepped off the boat and followed the curious figure towards wherever they were going. This is Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that drinks bad water unironically and without regret. Our teeth are bright red is what I'm saying. Babies cry when they see us. I'm your host and here's everybody. Mm. Aw, babies. They may outlaw all of that ferrous oxide out of everybody else's goo tubes, but here in Numeria where we still care about freedom, you can taste it. And see it in our mouths. Forever. <laughs> Come and take it. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Well, uh, previously on the program, 
The party awakened from a night in which no horrible events happened in the town of Idenvey, where they found a local newspaper had been printed out and left for them very kindly in the lobby of High Home, and uh, it revealed that old Hoskett, the friendly guy who had been asking for their names and taking notes on them, had written a little bit of libel just about how they might be technically spies, or maybe they're just ruffians out to cause trouble. And, um, no, they weren't very happy about it, but Red Fang told them to ignore it and led the way to Ivic Gunnett, the town elderman and head of the Deadeye Council, who uh, was pretty friendly. He revealed some more details on that technically spy situation and um, showed you a busted robot bird, which contained a note written in Androffin and a map of the town with the bad water circled on it. So, um, you know vaguely what the Technic League is after in this town, but you also know that they have the Drifter locked up in the clock tower, and he, being a lawful being, is unable to free himself while he's in violation of town law, and it falls to you to stop the coming Zill invasion as the prison of the mighty Shadrax, the bane of all Numeria, probably the world, may have been cracked open. The town of perdition awaits at the end of the road, the road that goes there. It's just a place and a road. <laughs> Our episode is actually called Going to Perdition on a Road. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> At some point during this recording, we're going to see somebody with a Warner Brothers shirt, like, bust into Sam's room and drag him away. <laughs> They'll never find me. So we're on the road. We have no idea about the weather to come, but other than that, good to yeah. go. Do we see any butterflies? No butterflies. And um, despite Asher's just abject failure to predict the weather. It seems like a nice enough day. Not a cloud in the sky, no acid rain, no rain of horrible corpse-eating butterflies or anything like that. It, it takes most of eight hours on horseback or on goopback in Brixby's case uh, to travel the road to perdition. But eventually in the distance you see that the impeccable map that the drifter drew for you. Well, it, it didn't steer you astray. In the distance, a stony ridge rises up over the flat landscape. It's not a mountain by any means. There's no vegetation on it, and the rise is dramatic, so it sticks out like a sore thumb, like it's one giant, unbroken rock just lodged in the ground. Like kind of like Louvre or something? Like what now? Louvre. Big rock in Australia. Sure. <laughs> it's also called Ayers. You might know it as Ayers Rock. Uluru is the like indigenous term for it by Aboriginal folks, but it's also called Ayers Rock after somebody. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about the other name. <clears throat> I don't think I know this it thing. by either thing, but yes, exactly like that based on the picture that I'm looking at. Does my ability to know exactly where I am at night help at all? 
during the day? Sadly, it's yes, during the day. Sadly, it's during the day, <laughs> and you know for certain. Wait until night. That it's night somewhere. Like, aha. Eight hours, though. It's. I mean, it's only like dinner time, not midnight. Is it summertime? No, it's like yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like afternoon. It's like you're coming home from work now. Except you're finishing up a long day on the road. And you can see um, where the ridge meets the ground. It slowly comes into view through the you know, fog of it not rendering yet. Um, a small collection of temporary structures, tents of various shapes mostly, and like maybe some little smaller wooden things. But as you approach, you're not seeing like any hustle and bustle or signs of life there. Just structures at the base of the hill. As they approach, Brix is going to say, I wonder why they call it Perdition. It's not a particularly inviting name, but seems, I guess, fitting to the environment. So, part of the prison was sealing the rock, and part of the prison was the curse from Nanesk Kool. Uh, so, given we don't have any powerful Kellid curse makers in our party... Uh, while we were traveling, I think Asher would have tried to make sure he understood what the plan was. We're going to try and go in and exterminate this nest of Zills. I mean, I assume we're at least going to try to kill what's-her-face, right? Shadrax. Shadrax. Mom. Yeah, Shadrax. Me, Shax, and Abednego's. Shadrax the All-Mother. Mm-hmm. Bold of you to assume she could even be killed. Yes. We said it in the roll 20, but just for those those eagle ears at home, Jero and I both cast Mage Armor. Mage Armor. And our characters that is I was well. going to ask, but what about Brixby and Al? <laughs> I was about to say, us personally cast it. I just <laughs> yeah. licked a little bit of leather and stuck it to me. I, I, maybe you saw that a moment ago. Um, that worked. How did you do that? You actually <laughs> had a spark show up when you did that. <laughs> it's a high static <laughs> environment that, that I record in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Intentional. It's it's part of his mastery of electronics. Recording the video on that, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I record inside of a big sweater. That's really how I get this to work. It's beautiful acoustics in here. It's so Portland of you. <laughs> <laughs> the fisherman's rib, I think, absorbs the sound waves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That fair isle knit, you know, it just really. Um. Anyway, so Zills. Let's get him. So as you um, come up into this small settlement, I think it becomes clear fairly quickly that these tents that you've been seeing for a while are, um, they're in bad shape. Uh, They've had supports kicked out, the fabric is torn up. There are crates and barrels of supplies that have been smashed open and um, pieces thrown about supplies just tossed to the winds or dragged around and there's the further in you get smatterings of of blood and broken picks and spears on the ground it it looks like there was a fight here can we do a quick perception and see I mean I assume we're headed up towards the north end of the map um yeah into the little cavey area but can we see if there's anything fun before that like 
maybe there's a saloon that was mm-hmm. abandoned and we can grab a drink or like um a, a masterwork cowboy a puzzle hat. book mm. yes you would find that near a saloon or in a saloon so i don't think you see any sign of a saloon you probably do find like casks that held ale and maybe one or two of them still intact most of them have been kind of smashed open and just the alcohol totally wasted seeped into the ground what if i roll a natural 20 for a 31 do we see a saloon then um you still don't see a saloon it's pretty sad there are no saloons here uh what if Alwyn rolled a uh, natural one, which with his amazing perception bonus gives him a negative one. How did you survive on your own? That's what <laughs> I want to know. Before. <laughs> How did you manage to read that? Saloons as far as the eye can see. Nothing wanted to eat him. <laughs> I guess that's fair. That's honestly an excellent way. What is it? Aposmatism or whatever? That's why he's all yellow. Yeah. <laughs> the thing in nature where you're venomous if you're... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where you're Alloin yep. just like walks into the canvas of a tent and just keeps walking with the tent just like over his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's night uh, now. Asher draws his uh, plus one pistol given all this blood and destruction. Yeah, I'll go ahead and pull the uh, dog stick out of the bag of holding. Yeah, uh, Brixby gets astride his disc and... Uh, Pulls out that almost run out wand of Scorching Ray. Alowin will, instead of taking out the little uh, dinky adamantine morning star that he has, you see him twist his left wrist and a wand pops out into his hand. And as you head farther into the um, camp, I mean, it's, it's more of the same. It's more abandoned and smashed up furniture and you know like camp furniture all temporary stuff looks like the supplies have been ravaged and though there is like dried blood on the ground there's not a ton of it like it doesn't look like anybody was flat out exsanguinated you know just some light violence people do still have some blood we don't see bodies no bodies can we Look the look through the tents to see if there's any, you know, anybody might leave a journal. Oh, they're coming! They're coming! Another one was killed last <laughs> night. Here they are. Come find us in the castle of ah. <laughs> Anything about like just more mundane stuff, but still like like oh like John vanished today. He's the third person to go missing or something like that. Like anything suspicious. So weird. My best friend Sarah looks like she's full of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks like there are some references to um, like breaking through chamber such and such and like taking down this wall and like um, people's notes on like where they think the operation's going to go. And, you know, the occasional reference you might find to like monsters that were in the mine that had to be dealt with, but. No Zill specifically. Somebody, it seems, w- was pretty sure the place was um, haunted. 
did they give a reason why they think it's haunted? Just that same kind of stuff like that you said that's been happening? Or did that person have something more specific? Uh, just weird noises, the skittering when there's nothing okay. there. Just your normal haunted cave stuff. You know, that seems less ridiculous in a world where haunts are very commonplace things that you just run into. <laughs> Fair. So as we approach the ominous mouth of this mine cave, do we see anything else ominous besides the blood splatters and, well, perdition? Do we see anything besides the perdition that surrounds us? Because it seems honestly pretty appropriate. Super perdicious. It's a little perdicious. What is this big, uh, what's that big sewage pipe looking thing with the, uh, valve on it there? Ah, uh, it's, that's a flavor pipe. Yes, I'm standing on it. Okay. Mm. I was gonna say, that seems like a little more technologically advanced than I would expect to find in most of Galarian. Try a goo tube flavor pipe. Hey, you crank that open and the goo just comes pouring out. I struck a vein. Sounds like a theme park attraction. Asher casually casually goes to lick the pipe to see what flavor it is and gets a natural one. I think he now has tetanus. Oh, that's Mm. poison. Imagining like a World of Coke situation, sort of, you know, and this, the primary attraction is just a giant pipe that shoots flavor into your mouth. I just can't find Delaware Punch anywhere, okay? I want to get it, but you can only get it from, like, World of Coke or at the grocery stores in Baton Rouge. That's a new one. Yeah, I'm Googling that right now, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> Delaware yeah, Punch? We're stopping the episode to look up Delaware Punch. Yeah, oh, wow, it's so it good. It has methyl anothronolate <laughs> being the most prominent flavor. And it's not carbonated. No. Not carbonated? It's not. It's like... It's like sweet, sweet diamond tap. Is this like Manischewitz? (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of... (laughs) You want uncarbonated soda. Isn't that like the main point of soda, that it's carbonated? Uh, It's like a Hawaiian punch, but better. Oh, I don't love punch. Yeah, this this totally looks like what what we had to drink as as underage Catholics when we took toast. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So are we headed into the cave? Oh, yeah. Yeah, before we do, Brixby is going to look at big stuff and, and go, um, might wanna, and cast shield. Uh, yeah, okay. Does not last for like five minutes? I don't know. For me, it's seven. Oh, okay, then I guess. Yeah, we'll which is long. Um, yeah, it's a minute a level. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kira will do the thing and give him a thumbs up. Also, casting sheep. Alowin, are you comfortable seeing in the dark? I presume so. You talk about finding your precise location at night, but I used to travel with that Vargas person. It may have been from his extreme age, or, like most humans, me being the exception, he wasn't able to see in the dark. Uh, You see him turn to look at you, or he does kind of like that weird bird turn but you can it weirdly it looks like he's able to zero in on you better in the dark than in the light and he says no i can see fine not very far but i can see just fine in here it doesn't really look any different than it did out there it does Does it to you 
At least we'll be able to see our imminent demise in black and white. As you step into the mine, sunlight from the opening streams in behind you, but stops short of the far side of this first room, uh, casting the edges of the small chamber in menacing shadows. On the western wall, a wooden board covered with pegs has been mounted on the side, with numerous small metal medallions hanging on chains from them, gleaming faintly in the, the light that comes in. On the eastern side of the room uh, is dominated by, cra- by racks and racks of mining equipment, and the room is bisected by a set of iron rails, which lead from the outside into the yawning opening in the northern wall. Does the western board say we've had zero days since our last workplace accident? Straight <laughs> in blood. Oh, uh, absolutely. Days since our... Since our last ovipositing. Zero days since, <laughs> since last Zilla attack. Since our last lost time accident, zero days. Our, be- our previous best was one day. Um, I want to step through... Oh, there we go. Great, and Brixby's doing it. I'm going to do it, too. Discby, go. 60 feet, detect evil, just kind of washing it around. We won't be able to penetrate the walls of the cavern, but if there's anything detectable through an opening, we're hiding. Yeah, you don't detect anything right now as you step into the second chamber here. Is this blocked off to the right, this chamber over here? Um, it does... Let me see. You know, that little, like, PlayStation logo on the ground over there, or whatever that is? That's I was going to go check out the PlayStation. <laughs> it's the break room. Yeah, as you come into the, the second room, this is like a, a large tangle of um, different tracks going in four different directions. In the center of the room, um, the floor of the cavern seems warped and twisted. Um, like the rails are sinking into solid rock like it was mud, only to reemerge on the other side, like about where Kira's standing. It's where they either come out or go back in. Several minecarts have been crammed into the corner of the room, and um, two more are, are toppled uh, beside the warped and sunken tracks in the middle of the room. But this is sort of a where I'm pinging what, what Kira pointed out there. It's like minecarts shoved into that corner. Can we move the carts? Can we just wriggle them out of there? Do I get a sense that they're blocking anything in? And the entry into this room, like, you you can't really get into the room um, without moving the carts, and they're, they're stacked up about six feet high, and the, the ceilings in here are, like, seven feet high, so um, yeah, you can um, pull them or push to like, knock over the barrier or pull it out um, with a strength check. Cool. I'm going to try that. It does look like a purposeful barrier. Like, they weren't just knocking them out of the way. Like, they were trying to block off that part of the tunnel. Um, it, I mean, it looks like a, a barrier of some kind. Oh, I really want to break it down. But that also doesn't seem as hard. So Kira will, like, walk up. Like, she's going to start pulling things out and then stop. Maybe I shouldn't open this fake door. It might be a loud enterprise. It might be worth uh, checking down these other passages before we announce our presence. Asher just wants to kind of step up towards the barrier. He's wondering if maybe somebody tried to like lock themselves in to keep themselves safe and just kind of 
quietly call out and say, Is anyone in there? Yeah, there's no response. Alright. Anything we can roll on this, like, mud or the sinking tracks? Um, give me, like, a knowledge arcana, let's say. Ooh, spicy. Not roll double digits today. Uh, 29. It seems sort of like the ground beneath that track got, like, stone-shaped. And then, like, like stone to mud or something like that where it was temporarily altered and the track sunk and then it went back to being stone. Ah, this is the... This is caused by magic. Brixby turns around on his desk. This is something transmutation changing stone to mud mud to stone shaping stone something like that here looks at the ground uh, and then at Brixby and then down at the disc and just sort of pokes it are you sad being short Brix yeah it's no no are, are you down there <laughs> From where I'm at currently. Uh, Kira puts away the uh, new tallest sticker that she had been going to hand Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Totally fair. He'll keep that one he stole off of Asher or whatever. That that's just like it's not tacky anymore. It's it doesn't stick to anything. We'll just use some of that fire guano to stick it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just doing the, the, the mage armor, just licking stick, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's to pick the fibers off his tongue when he's done. All right, let's 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 keep going. This says less to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw a survival out, see if there's any, see any route that seems more trafficked. Ooh, 9019 for a 25. Definitely seems like the tracks go every which way. Perhaps the um, trail sort of to the north-left, as they call it, northwest, uh, might be the most heavily trafficked. But they all definitely got a, a bunch of use. Perhaps the barricaded one the least of the lot. So when Asher hit us with the, like, quiet, quiet, I'm listening on the other side of this pile of carts. Did we hear anything during that interstice of relative silence? Perhaps a, a little bit of milling about to the north. Nothing, like, super distinct, but, you know, maybe just, like, the slightest hints of movement. Don't like that. But you said that's to the north, not in the little cubby area. Right. Seems like perhaps the north left has seen a little bit more traffic than the north right or the due left. But certainly tracks in every direction. <laughs> uh, literally. Um, we can go north left, but it's got one of those narrow, you know, little passage things, and those sometimes get us murdered. Mm, Bricks, can you fly on top? No, you can't. You're too magically tall now. It's just if we do like a double decker sort of thing, but that's not going to work. Yeah. Unless Bricksby humbles himself. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, 
Listen, if you told me that I could ride on your shoulders, I wouldn't have taken a feat to do this. <laughs> Points down at the disc. But I was up. Uppy uppies was never on the table, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm down to go to Northwest. Uh, shields are wasting. Now, um. As Brixby's sort of floating along next to this north left wall here, we just have a, a little bit of a question. Does a blank hit your flat footed? No, 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 qu- <laughs> no question. Um, just like suddenly, like a an a clawed arm just face. springs out of the wall and like goes to grab you, but just absolutely misses. Maybe because it's an arm coming out of a solid wall. Well, my flat-footed AC is 16, currently. Oh, wait, it might be higher. Hold on. It rolled a natural one, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. My dramatic (laughs) moment. Dramatic moment. Let's hit that shield. If you want to roll for initiative, though. Oh, yeah, that flat-footed is 20 right now. You've been touching this rat. Woof. Hey, I also rolled a three. Uh, three for a what? Uh, nine. All right, and Brixby, what did your three get you? Netted me an eleven. And how about Asher? Uh, also an eleven, but a slower eleven. Ooh. Six in the dice. Oh, we're gonna die. And um, let me just roll some quick and knit for nothing. Just, just an arm in a wall. wall. Oh my god, so freaking slow, man. And uh, Alowin rolled a 9 for a 16. Well, Alowin, you're first. Yay. <laughs> to so do sad. what? <laughs> Punch the wall. Oh, wait. Um, I don't know that you're aware that anything happened. It just was a weird thing. Yeah, did any of us see, like, did even Bricks see it? Um, I think Bricks did see, like, an arm kind of just come flashing out at him, but it totally whiffed. And he tries to tell us about it. We're like, yeah, okay, Brixby, we know you're constantly getting punched in the face. (laughs) It's like the rat who called punch. I'm trying to think what I can do against a wall. Like, so can we see it, or it retreated back into the wall, correct? Like, we can't see anything there? Yeah, the the arm went back into the wall. You don't see anything. We didn't cast fairy fire on it and give it a minus 20 to stealth because I can't see it. Uh, yeah, it's line of sight. Might as well just cast glitter dust on all of us. He's just going to uh, touch Brixby and cast resistance on him, and that'll be his turn. Well, maybe that'll help Brixby, and maybe it won't. As um, on the next moment, a horrible creature emerges from the wall looks pretty Zill-like, but it, yeah, it's like a weird-looking Zill. It's kind of orangey-brown, and it's kind of merged into the stone. And um, as it emerges, it's gonna... Well, since it can reach Asher and Brixby, it's gonna go after both. So let's start with Asher. Uh, flat-footed against a claw. Uh, it's an 18. That'll hit. Alright, that is not going to be a ton of damage, so don't worry. Uh, Four damage. And a quick grapple check. 
what's it CMD? Uh, 28. <laughs> yeah. All right, Asher yeah. is grabbed. So now it's... Oh, hug. It's going to um, swing a, a separate claw at Brixby. Um, what the heck number is that? Oh, that's 34. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kisser, Kisser wondering, uh, that protracted laugh is, yes, you've exceeded my flat-footed AC by 14 <laughs> with the 34. Uh, well, that's five damage and uh, another grab. How many of these do we have to fight again? I mean, whatever it is, you've uh, got 27. me. 27. Without a doubt. Yeah, totally. My CMD okay. is 15. I'm also grabbed by the big grabber. All right, a claw against the grappled asher, grappled flat-footed asher. Um, that is a 31. Mm-hmm. Well, it can't grab you again, so it's just four more damage. Neat. And uh, a claw against a grappled flat-footed Brixby is a 21. <laughs> yep. Now we're here, just sort of back away. Um, that's eight damage. And, and all right, so we'll send out. All right, <laughs> and who's gonna who's it gonna bite? Who gets the bite? Is the question. I'm gonna say odds. Um, Brixby evens Asher. Odds. Brixby is gonna get the bite. A little lower bonus on the bite, but that is a natural 19. I, it hits. I mean, without a doubt. So, six damage, and I'm going to need a fortitude save. With resistance. Right. Yep, I already have that applied. Uh, not great. Is this a, like, spell, spell-like ability, or a disease? I don't believe so. I believe it's a supernatural ability. All right. And if it does not qualify as the disease, then it's just a plus five then. So that's going to be a 20 with a 15 on the die. All right. That passes. You are not paralyzed. I am just thoroughly jacked up. Just grappled <laughs> and beaten and being held by the thingy. And it's your turn. And you're not paralyzed. I guess I have to roll an escape artist. Um, I'm going to probably do my knowledge whatever first though uh what is it is it probably planes like the last time it is planes uh six for a 15 not so hot no you think it's something zilly something weird and zilly <laughs> um let's see well uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm holding a wand. So I'm going to try an escape artist check, I think. Because uh, there's not much I can do with a light one-handed weapon currently. That's great. That's a 7 on the die for a 15. Does that beat their CMD? It weirdly doesn't. Alright, that's my turn. Alright, Asher, oh, can you fare any better than that? Yeah, so Asher can't do things that require two hands, such as wield a, a weapon and then load a uh, round into it. But he does have a one-handed loaded firearm in one hand, and he can, as a swift action, will a bullet into it 
So we're going to take two shots. We're going to rapid shot, provoking from this zilly old bear. If it chooses to take the ALO, of course. Um, it will. It'll try to just give you a quick bite. Uh, that's a 26 on the bite. Affirmative. Um, five damage, and can I get that fort save? Alright, paladin saves. I need you. It's a natural one. Oh! Oof. So never mind about the, the bullets. I'm paralyzed. Asher is paralyzed. You see him level his pistol as he's in the claws of this creature. And as he pulls the trigger, provoking, this bite lands on, I don't know, by his shoulder. And you just see him seize up before he can even finish pulling the trigger all the way back. And that's his turn. Okay, this is a bad situation for um, Asher. Asher, star of the podcast. (laughs) Well, for Asher, first of all, Bricks is chilling. I mean, Bricks comparatively. Is cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kira. We're going in alphabetical order. Asher is in the most trouble. All right. Uh, Kira's upset. Um, Why? Yeah, and just she doesn't like love seeing her remaining friends and Bricksby uh, grappled and tortured. At a time oh, like this. I know, I'm going to feel I so know, bad. It's so cold. Rick's the microaggressions continue. Don't do that, please. Um, <clears throat> Can't believe you even put it on the table. Yeah, now I feel bad. We're going to have to leave that out so people don't think I mean IRL. <laughs> um, uh, Kira's going to rage, five foot step, and um, attack this Zill. Just as many times as she can. Oh, with the chainsaw. Does it still look like dogs? Uh, maybe the this is worn off by now. She's going to trick it into thinking, I've got a stick full of dogs, but it's not. <laughs> I think it gets a will save after you hit it. <laughs> to, to know. <laughs> yeah, it still looks like a stick full of dogs. We had 16 hours or 14 <laughs> hours on that. Uh, oof, okay, what? 28 plus 14, 26? Uh, 26 will hit. Oh, I'm just going to make a will save real quick. Uh, it's a 20 on the will save, so I think it knows it's a chainsaw. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, surprise! Uh, that is... 6, 6, 5, 12, 17, 16... 33? Ow. 33 points of damage at this thing. That's so uh, many. It is. Like, Kira's upset. It's um, hurting your friends. <laughs> um, so many. With a five foot step, do I attack again? Yeah, you still can. Yeah, <sighs> so, so many times. Nope. No, that's a one. I'm not going to attack any more times. I will scream at this thing. Let them go. A little bit of a stabbing. Uh, that's me. All right, Alwyn. Uh, let's see. What can he do? He is going to look at this Zill, and you see him 
open his mouth and it seems like it goes like wider than it should and you don't hear anything or at least nobody does except the zill which here is an ear piercing scream and has to give me i believe it's a fort uh yes a fortitude save um spell resistance yes it does have spell resistance i'm sure we'll roll that for him uh, that is a 19 on the die, and I get plus 7, so that is a 26. <laughs> yeah, it works. Okay. Um, so you said fort save? Yes, fort save. Also, this thing has spell resistance on top of everything else it just did. Uh, nat 20 on the fort save. Ugh. Yeah. Garbage damage. It only takes two points of sonic damage. Well, it didn't like it. Uh and that will be his turn. Alright, so this thing was hurt. It was definitely hurt by all that kerfuffle. And its wounds, it's like some of the stone from the wall that it's embedded in, like leeches into its stone-like flesh and knits it back together just a little bit. Are you? Are you sure? And, um... Since it's a standard action to maintain a grapple, it's going to let go of Brixby because, you know, he's not frozen. And it's going to maintain a grapple on um, Asher since, you know, it knows he's the easy target here. Um, That is a 30 versus your paralyzed CMD. Uh, Let me just look at the... Yep, that does it. And then it's going to... It's going to go into the wall and pull Asher with it. I thought it might. Um, and as it disappears into the wall and Asher gets embedded in the wall, he does feel the creature let go of him as it seems to like be going farther in, but he's also embedded into the wall and he takes five damage uh, he's embedded in a wall, and um, he can't breathe. Well, this thing is just the worst. And then the creature's gone. It's Brixby's turn. Uh, you can sort of see Asher. Aren't I most of my bodies in a wall? Yeah, he's like, effectively, he's in the same five foot square as wall. As Jeff put in the chat, five by five. Square um, is 2,000 pounds. Um, so five times the heavy load. I, it sounds like Kira can probably clear that mm-hmm. in a minute. Just digging, basically. Yeah. Just 10 rounds. Like. So that's terrifying for Asher. <laughs> <laughs> what if I cast Reduce Person, person on Asher? <laughs> like, would that help? Would that free him from the wall little little asher i mean he would be um he'd be taking up half the space so he would have half an asher's worth of room and it'd be easier to get out and like maybe the parts of him that are sticking out would sort of leave a, a hole uh i i mean i could make him smaller i don't know if that actually I w- helps I'm, I'm not really trying to solidify this tallest thing. I just... He can't breathe, so I don't have time for jokes. 
Right. I don't, this out of character, I understand why we're talking about it. In character, Kira's going to hit the wall until it breaks. Um, so stone is, um, it has 15 HP per inch of thickness. <laughs> so um, 60 inches times 15 is... But there are bits of... 900 HP. So basically, I mean, Kira can, could keep hitting that with an adamantine sword and ignore the hardness, and she could still get him out within 20 rounds. Which is more than 10 Which rounds. Is... Yeah, but I mean, the the point is basically, Asher, it's not going to suffocate. No, he has con 12, so I have 24 rounds of air. All right, let's break down a wall. Well, would it only be 10 rounds then if two of us are smacking it with adamantine stuff? Yeah, I mean, it would be less than 20 rounds because Kira can hit it twice in a round. So. Okay, and I guess we just start smacking at this wall and hope we don't hit Asher. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it RP-wise because I do think mechanically you can free him and the creature appears to be gone. So, you've got Asher in a wall. Should we do something about that? I don't... I don't. Kira doesn't talk. Kira sees this happen, drops the um, chainsaw, and grabs the... I guess it... Well, if it has to be adamantine, it's going to be the sword, Ethel. And then just starts hacking at it. Like, you can talk to her probably, but she's not going to hear you. This is... This is... Just in a haze of rage. I'm going to say Alwyn maybe waits like two rounds and then decides... Like, shrugs and starts chipping away with his uh, Morningstar. Bixby still doesn't have adamantine, so he's going to ready to attack if he sees any indication of that thing that attacked us before. Mm -hmm. Thing appears to be gone. It went into the stone, and I mean, maybe it's eating Asher's face, but as you chip away, Asher, you can probably feel this behind you. Like, you can't see anything in the stone. It's total darkness, but the thing has let go of you. It appears to be gone, and you can feel... Is he still paralyzed? Yeah. So, I guess the, he yeah, can't move at all, because you're paralyzed. Um, that's rough. Um, so, we just spent a bunch of time on this, and I don't know if we want to go into it in super detail, but I do need to know how many rage rounds I should count off. I'm going to say 15 feels... I'm just saying, don't use all your rage. I mean, A, uh, Kira would use all of her rage on this right now. And B, I have eight more rounds after that. I'll call it ten rounds. Uh, yeah, so uh, Kira will keep hacking at this thing with the sword until until we get an Asher, who I guess is still paralyzed. Yeah, so over the course of a minute or so, or maybe a little bit more than a minute, you managed to hack a chunk of wall out. And there's Asher, frozen in place. He looks alive, um, but he he's still frozen. I think Kira will stop, I guess, at least at seeing Asher. Um, like, she's, like, fully mid-swing, and then another piece of rock kind of crumbles away, and she stops just for a second, and the, like, fear of hurting him. Asher, are you okay? I'm assuming he can't answer, but she's going to ask anyway, because she's not thinking about that. Um... And if there is no answer, uh, we'll try not to think the worst and keep shipping at like the lower, like the less dangerous parts, like where there's less chance of hitting. Go ahead. 
when Kira asks Asher if he's okay, Brixby is going to roll a terrible uh, heal roll to see if he's like, what's going on. That's a nine for a ten. Oh yeah, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's he's gone. Kira falls to her knees. <laughs> nah, he's dead. I mean, he he looks like he's breathing, but that's about all you can tell. <laughs> Kira pokes him with the sword. Just coup de grace him. It's fine. <laughs> uh, even the blood is paralyzed. Well, Brick says you're dead, so um, now you keep keep chipping away, chipping away. Yep. And this is rather painstaking because it takes 10 minutes for Asher to regain full use of his body and like obviously for the rest of the party he had no idea when it was coming back and Asher had no idea when it was coming back maybe he'd slowly start to get feeling back but after a minute in a wall nine minutes of paralysis and then he's he's free and there's but hasn't been another sign of whatever that thing was. We should go. Yeah. Do we want to... Asher, you're right. You're good to travel. Thank you for digging me out. He'll uh, lay on hands himself. He's not really saying much. He looks pretty shell-shocked. I think we should probably follow this passage to the north, but we should be cautious where I'm standing, all I can see is rock on both sides. But maybe we can go back to town and, and tell them what we saw. They can't... They can't not... We'll bring back a chunk of rock with a face painted on it. I don't know. We can't do this. Asher, if that happens again, we're going to be in trouble. Especially if we try and do it down that passage. Did you see bodies out there in the camp? I didn't. Do you know what my best guess is as to where those bodies are? I think they're all around us in these walls. I can't let that happen to Iden Vey or anywhere else. We've got to stop whatever that was. Whatever it is almost killed you. Yeah, almost. And he kind of points to his nice try sticker and he tries to force a smile uh, but he's also shaking yeah almost it seemed very strong the whatever it hit you with lasted a long time and it can hide in the rocks I'm not sure how easy it would be for us to fight something like that plus when I used my magic against it. It felt like it was resisting it, almost. Yeah, like the Yakai. It sounds like a uh, recurring theme. But I saw it with Asher. I uh, can't see this getting easier for us in the future. I see... No plan, no chance that we're going to fight them in any other way than we do now. We could wait, set a diversion, or we could head down one of these paths, see if we could draw it out 
if it comes and gets us in here, we're, well, we're no better than what's just happened. We, we, we make haste through the tight spaces and stay away from the walls as much as we can. We are ready to attack if anything steps out. We can, we can do this. We can do this. Possibly for the first time, I think, uh, Kier doesn't believe Asher. Could I think she could potentially roll a sense motive, except it's not so much that she's trying to just like, is this the truth or not? She straight up just doesn't believe him. Um, how do we stay away from the walls when this whole place is walls? I, I know that we're, we're heroes and we do the right thing. And that's really, really cool. We have stickers and badges and coats and Ellen will get you one, but these people don't even want us here. That, that guy wrote that stuff in the paper. They wouldn't believe us if we told them. Do we owe them? The Sills won't stop, Eddie Attenvey. They'll pour out of this godforsaken rock. They'll cover everything they see. We spoke to Zagmander. We know their mindset, their goal. Multiply, conquer. I looks around. Maybe one of the last ones to play hero here. But this, this points to the wall, is a threat against every free breathing and walking citizen of this cursed land. Uh, Kira just kind of sighs. Just <sighs> okay, and we definitely can't try blowing them up, right? That's, that's not a thing. No, I. That may make it easier for them to escape, but. Brixby's right, I mean. We can't convince this town of anything. And that's okay. Hoskett can write his trash in the paper, that's fine. When I go to sleep at night, I don't worry about whether the townspeople trust me. I worry about. Did I do. Everything I can to keep them safe. I'm not going to give up. Well, I don't quite get why we're helping these people because they were pretty mean to us. But if you think it's the right thing to do, then I guess we should do it. Well, if someone else gets stuck in a wall again, I'm probably the only person who can do the appropriate amount of smashing. No offense. I'll go first. I will. Let me. You can break me out. I'm hard to hit. Let me go first. I insist. He pulls out the pearl that Vargas helped him get and looks at it and, and thinks of his friend and where he might be, and he recasts shield. Let me go. Just wave goodbye to Vixby. <laughs> and with oh, that, okay. he just goes. <laughs> Let's see how terrible this turns out for the rat. He's just trucking down this path. Yeah, Asher's right behind. He's trembling, but he is doing his best to just hustle through that track into the open space ahead. Well, nothing harasses you as you uh, book it through the narrow 
25 foot long railway that leads up into the next large chamber. The minecart rail runs in this room from the south entrance and out again the northern side where the passageway continues on. And another passage uh, without a railway opens up to the eastern side. Uh, There's a mound of soft clay 12 feet across reaching nearly to the ceiling in the northeast corner of the room. And a a longsword lies on the ground just in the middle of the room apparently forgotten. Brixby's going to detect magic in the room. Yeah, sweep of the room I don't think reveals any magic. Nothing in here is magical. Can I poke it with a sword? I'm going to poke it with a sword. Would you say you're standing in the same square as it when you poke? Absolutely, I would not say that. <laughs> I was, I'm going to poke it with a looser and a hammer. <laughs> Just a boop. Um, as you boop it with the hammer from 10 feet away, um, the ground there uh, collapses into a sort of pit. Um, oh, no. no. Just a little 20 foot deep pit. Looks like the rock there was very, very thin. If you look down in this pit, you can see that there are two dead bodies um, of humans and two. They sort of look like Zills, but they're little down in the pit. Just a, just a little, just a little mini Zill action. Down there. Kira keeps Asher away from the edge of the hole. Um, Lil Zill. You might want to roll for initiative. Oh, the the baby Zills. The baby Zills. I I didn't say they were baby Zills. You did. Um, They're alive, and um, they're they're climbing. They're climbing, so you might want to roll for the Zillshative. The Ziltrin? The, for, for what? Zilnitiative. Zilnitiative. That's better than what I said. Use that one. Let's see. What did Asher get? He's in such a good mood. Asher in a dark headspace. It's a seven total. How about Kira? Uh, twelve. It's not very fast either. What about Alwyn? Uh, Alwyn rolled a 3 for another 12. And I rolled a 5 for a 13. Well, none of you all are very fast, but the first of the babies is going to climb. Uh, double move climb uh, up to the lip of the pit uh, right by Kira, and then the other baby um, will also pass its climb check and double move climb up to the lip of the pit. And then it's Brixby's turn. See, that was easy. So I have line of sight on them and they're climbing. Does that mean they're flat-footed? Um, I suppose they are because they're right at the... Oh, that's my zills. All right. I'm going to kill this baby so hard. All right, Brix is going to make a ranged touch against... Heck, let's go for this Zill, because he sees that this one is kind of close to Kira. So ranged touch against my flat-footed Zill friend here. I did roll a 12 for a 19. Uh, 19 will hit flat-footed. All right, so let's roll the 
Scorchy Ray damage first, and then there's the sneak attack. Okay, so that is 18 fire and 10 sneak attack damage, so 28 in total. Um, that was against yellow? Or no, that was the closer one, right? Yellow. No, it was against. No, it was against yellow, because red and blue is closer to Kira. That was my thought. Was I just assume Kira can house this fool? So that was so much damage. And uh, I mean, would it be beneficial to roll like a planes roll, or does this look pretty similar to the the Zagmandarian? I mean, it's definitely a little bit different. All right, I'm gonna roll. Here come the planes. A 12 for a 21. Uh, yeah, you're looking at uh, Zill Hatchlings. They are definitely like not as big and strong as your standard Zill, but they can still probably do a lot of the same things. You don't know if if their ovipositors are active yet, because these are you know um, mechanically small creatures. They're definitely young. Um, so. Do you have any specific questions about Zill Hatchlings? How many questions do I get? One, two? Uh, you get two. Alright, I'm gonna do special attacks. Uh, special attacks, they have paralysis. Um, a lower DC than an adult. And then just your standard retinue of four claws and a bite. All right, and uh, let's do special defenses. Uh, defenses, uh, they also have spell resistance. Uh, all right, well, these uh, Zill do have spell resistance and can paralyze us, although they appear to be babies, so Asher, you'll be extremely effective. <laughs> all right, uh, Alwyn. So he's just going to cast Minute Meteor on the uh, Baby Zill Yellow, the same one that Bricks was messing with. All right. So I got to make a spell resistance roll, which is... Ooh, that might not make it. That's only a 13. Uh, 13 doesn't do it. Okay, yeah, then they come down and they just bounce off them and make a... Ridiculous cartoon noises. All right. Um, Kira, you're up. You got a baby in your face. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna hit this baby. Um, that's not great. That is a 21 to hit. Does a 21 do anything? A 21 will hit this defenseless baby. Great. I have no bad feelings whatsoever about this. 11 plus 16, 27 points of damage on this defenseless baby that's in my face. That is so much damage. The baby is super smooshed. Still alive, though. Uh, great. Okay, then I would also like to attempt to intimidate the baby. The baby's crying. <laughs> Which actually, yeah, that, I do feel a little bit bad about that. But uh, what are you going to do? Kira's still, still raging. Um, that is, ooh, that's a 13 plus a 16. Um, what is that, 29? The baby is crying super hard as it is terrified <laughs> of you. Uh, what Kira wants to say to the baby wouldn't be allowed on the podcast, so she'll say nothing. Um, 
That's my turn. Wait, I didn't hit it again, did I? No, I didn't. That's a little better. Uh, I think that's another 21. Yeah, 21 again. Uh, yeah, that will also be a hit. And 26 points of damage. Kira kills her first baby. Uh, that's me. All right, Asher is up. Asher is up. He will step a little bit forward. He's leery of getting too close to the wall, but he'll step to be adjacent to Kira. And then Asher will take a rapid shot. He has two free hands and everything. He's not grappled or paralyzed. What a world. Uh, and full of shot, full of shot attack at do. Full attack the Zill Hatchling. We're going to go with Hatchling. Uh, the second one is a misfire, but the first one should be a hit. A 23 against touch. A 23 will hit. Thanks to that paper cartridge misfiring on a two. Second one misfires, but hey. Don't worry. Three, now four points of damage on the first one. And then his gun jams. Do you want to fire a third time? Nope. You sure? Yep. I mean, it, it's not going to explode. It'll just be broken more. It's magical, but still no. It's not very nice. All right. Want to talk about not nice, Sam? Want to do this now on the air? <laughs> talk about not nice? Mr. Paralyzed in a wall, suffocating. <laughs> going to bed. Yeah. All in all, you're just going to make Asher another brick in the wall. I can't believe you. <laughs> Wow. How dare you, Zach? <laughs> well, this baby Zill is not dead. It's gonna scamper out and it's gonna do a little scamper doodle and I think it's gonna run up on Alwyn. And it's just gonna try to bite him, just real quick. What's up, baby? Baby's bite. That's not very good. It's only a 12 to hit. That is a miss. Poor baby, it just wanted to kill you. It just wanted just like one implantation. Alright, Brixby's up. Uh, he's gonna float over to the left on his on his disc. Uh, take aim, not <laughs> benefiting from precise shot, and is going to shoot off the third of last charges on this wand here. So uh so pre-math, that's a 13. So post-math, I believe that's a 9. You know, I'm not a math major or anything, but it sounds like it hit a baby. Well, the good news is that you don't have to roll spell resistance. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> the bad news is that is a miss. All right, so Alwyn is up. And I accidentally clicked twice, so he doesn't get a turn. Yep, that's it. <laughs> he is, I guess, swing at it with a dumb little morning star. Uh, that is a two on the die, so that is a five to hit. That's not going to do it. Yeah. He just goes like, eh, and <laughs> tries to <laughs> bat it away from him and fails horribly. <laughs> Meekly flicks a morning star. All right, I think that'll bring us to Kira. I'm trying to figure out if I can flank it without also... Uh, exposing myself to a what's it called? I'm moving in to. Oh, and I guess I'm moving out too. So uh, I'll take the attack of opportunity. That's okay. 
Who have said? Uh, it's a 21 to Chompy on the way in. Oh, my shield is down. So yeah, 21 will hit. All right, Wall Baby gets you for three damage, and I am going to need a Fortitude save. Don't roll a one. That's funny. Uh, I rolled a three. I'm regretting my uh, hubris. That's a 17. Yeah, you're good. It's fine. Yeah, great. Um, cool. Now I'm just going to attack this baby as as one does. That's a one, so I'm going to go home. All right. Well, the baby is immortal. It's basically a bird. And it's Asher's turn. He doesn't have a gun, so give up. No, he just takes the one that he's canonically stated was in his other holster. And we'll take a single shot with it. But rolls a three on the dice. That is only a, a 16 against Touch AC. <sighs> Touch AC 17. Law. These things are under your skin. Oh, it's also a 15. I forgot I was looking at my plus ones. So it misses even slightly more, but it does take a five foot step closer and reload a mundane round. All right. We have a total bird situation here. And let's see, we're going to do, just logically speaking, we're going to go three at Kira, two at Alwyn, as it goes for the full attack. So first, claw at Kira. Uh, that's a 21. That is three damage. Blurk! Concealment, 57. Okay. Three damage. Three damage and a um, 16 to grapple. Um, it's CMD, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, it doesn't get you. It's gonna claw you again, though. I'm coming. I'm gonna kill this dumb baby. Go ahead. Oh, that is a... It's a 23. Uh, 23 will also hit. Yeah, do another three points of damage, baby. (laughs) 27 on the concealment. Okay. And another three points of damage. And another grapple. Baby. Um, oh, that might get you a 25. Uh, yeah, okay. That's fine. I'm still gonna stab it. <laughs> oh, this tiny baby has Kira grappled. And then it's gonna it's gonna bite her. It's gonna just get that out of the way with the old chomping do. That is an 18 versus your grappled AC. Nope, all good. Boo. Yay. Alright, it's just gonna claw Alwyn, because he's, he's there. Um, it's an 11 on the first claw. Uh, that's a miss. I'm glad you don't roll the way you roll when you attack Kira. <laughs> Ellen the Invincible. Uh, how about an 18? That is also a miss, thanks to Mage Armor. Yeah, Mage Armor. Come on. <laughs> Alwyn the Invulnerable. Well, the baby's done. And baby. it's not very nice. But it is a bird situation. Brixby is up. Go ahead and miss the baby. So I rolled an 18 for a 25 to hit before the negative four precise shot penalty. Yeah, that will hit. And then the the dang old uh, Scorchy Ray, which uh, I got to make sure that SR. So that is, uh, that's a 15 on the die for an 18. Yeah, you got through. Woo! All right. So, uh, no, no special, uh, stabby dues, but I do get 46 of fire, which is pretty average, actually perfectly average across the board. That is 12, 12 fire damage. Well, that burns the little baby Zill to death. And I hope you feel proud of yourself because you're out of an issue. 
<laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> I so do. <laughs> Dang old pit baby. Let's kick it back into the pit. Kick it in the pit. You fell in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so when we unceremoniously kick this Walzil's babies into the pit, um, do we see anything else at the bottom of the pit besides the- I'm gonna just cast the detect magic down there. Does anything glint with magic? We're like super sure they're dead, right? They're like deaf, dead. Yeah, there are two, um, thoroughly chest-bursted humanoid bodies, and it looks like somebody- like scraped into the wall with like a pick into the pit in very much the I'm about to die way. They're in the walls, they're in the ceilings, they're in the floor. Oh no, I dislike that. This is like a scary video game episode where sometimes things burst out. I'm thinking specifically of The Last of Us 2. This is like The Last of Us Zill. Spoiler alert, sometimes things burst out of the wall. Nothing magic? No, no magic. On the plus side, you know, there's three ways out of this room. There's the way you came, there's off to the east, or there's further north along the track. It seems that, uh, north is probably our best bet. Do we, do we need to heal? I kind of hurt a little bit right now. I don't know, now everyone else is doing. I'm down 20, but I don't know if that's worse than Asher. I'm okay. I feel fine. Well, Asher's down three. He laid on hands himself two times. Uh, I can heal bricks if he needs healing. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a cure mod on you because I know I'm not gonna be doing bone shaker because these things all have spells. <laughs> so first one that is 14 points. Uh, take another eight from a cure light. Okay, I am totally healed then. All right. 100%. Asher puts his jammed gun in his bag during all this healing and pulls out one of his other mundane firearms so he has a functional one in each holster loaded with a mundane bullet and will hustle in behind bricks. Alright, you ziplip staggeronis. Um, now that everyone's healed, what's the plan? Can we hear... Uh, we were hearing sounds to north before. Do we hear any continued sounds from north or north-right? I guess just straight up-right. How about a percepti doodle? 12 for a 25. Unless it's a high tech or mechanical zill. <laughs> With a 25, Brixby can hear um, sounds to the east and to the north. Um, sounds like skittering and, you know, your standard gross, liquidy, squelchy kind of noises from both directions. From the north, the might be something else, might be like a non-squelchy, non... It's almost like, like crying? Go north, then? Is north the plan? I think so. Uh, Kira will walk up behind Brex, like, are you... Do you want to go first again? Because you don't have to. Yeah, I got this. I'm gonna just zoom through. Let's go zoom. Okay, be careful. Oh. <laughs> As you follow the minecart track through the north... A second track converges in from the west from along the other passage, and these merged tracks continue onto the north, looks like uh, deeper and deeper into the passage. Uh, there is a 
pit in the ground similar to the one you found in the previous chamber, just to the west side of where the tracks converge. But the main thing of interest in this rather large open chamber as you come in is that embedded into the western wall there are four humanoid bodies and three of them as you come in they're very clearly dead their chests have been burst open there's horrible gore everywhere and there are small zill hatchlings hanging off the three of them eating their fill basically they are you know they ovipositive they burst forth and they're having a, a light snack but the fourth body that is arms and legs and half of her torso are embedded in the stone and then her head and chest are out and free but she cannot move um, as she's totally pinned in the rock and she's conscious and she is weakly crying oh don't love this at all as you've come upon a rather horrifying scene I'm going to bed Night Sam uh, Night Sam <laughs> Night Sam Good night Pit Babies <laughs> and Sam but mostly the Pit Babies mostly the Pit Babies well Sam is Sam should have a slightly better night than the Pit Babies <laughs> slightly Property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Could we mock them and then see... If they like come after us, but to a point. Absolutely. Oh, excellent! Great, 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 great. Mm-hmm. That that is definitely part of the starching that we will be doing. It's gonna just be just like the rock tentacle. You can't get to us. So we're just gonna stay here and just <laughs> no. blast you with cantrips until you're all dead. <laughs> Let's never evoke that fight again. It's <laughs> a tactical point. <laughs> I mean, it was flawless. Uh. All right. It worked out eventually. Is, is it like the spring-loaded sheath that Brixby has? Yeah, it's the spring-loaded yeah. sheath. <laughs> Brixby's like, cool trick. Does the same. That's where his wand lives, so. Little, little sheath. I sheath you. <laughs> sheath David. <laughs> that I drew him on my sheath. It's like a Pez dispenser with his face on it, and the, wall, the wand comes out of the mouth. <laughs> Uh, pause for whoever's editing, maybe me, while I like look and see if there's literally anything in my spell book that can do anything for us. Yeah, do you have shatter? No, I don't. <laughs> that was my very first thought. I was like, do I have shatter? Also, Asher has left us. <laughs> Hello. 
<laughs> it's me, Masha. No, uh, that was uh, that was me, the player, trying to draw a question mark on the map, accidentally drawing a shape, thinking that's cool. I'll delete it, and somehow deleting my own token. So, those good times. <laughs> oh my god i totally just pulse that up and i'm like 102 i don't know how i just i hit uh i'm at negative 102 right now and i'm trying to fix that inside of my negative 100 Brixby explodes into mist oh my god unfortunately you can't take that back <laughs> Yikes. oh man